Firstly, of course you know, I'm your BFF, I'm your best Frank forever. The Prince of Promotion, the King of Commotion, the Master of Ceremonies, your Ambassador of Entertainment. You know, being funny, pointing things out, you know, being sarcastic, I was always pretty sarcastic, and you know, it was a lot of, it was just a lot of that, that was driving that, and I would get it out on the paper, and then that art imitates life, and then life imitates art, like now that is what it is. There was a point where I realized that I started to walk toward things that scared me. And embarrassment started to be this thing that I realized like, oh, I don't really have that much. It's like a gift. You know, if I have a superpower, it is that. Like it's, I don't get embarrassed. And if you, if you notice, it's just a kid playing pretend. I'm drawing it as a cartoon. And then you start to do an open mic, you, you finally do it. And then just things keep rolling like an avalanche. And this past four years especially has just been I just went full throttle for like grabbing my life by the reins. I'm like, let's let's do the thing you're gonna do. So the last four years is really where it sort of really culminated and moved in the in the direction where you find yourself now. Yeah. Because you're you're you create comics. Yep. Do you have a character or do you have a series of characters? Or I've got it? a bunch. So my main character is pissed off panda. Here, take a look. There he is, right there. Kaboom! I got a big tattoo on my arm. Of him. I've got I've got one, two, four tattoos. Of pissed off panda because this was my first tattoo that I ever got, and then and I got it in, in Arizona. Um, and then this was his fifth birthday, and then this was his 10th birthday, and this was his 15th birthday, and it was just his sour 16 this year. So, and this is great radio, too. We'll <laughs> <laughs> maybe put a picture or two on Facebook. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta go check it out. And you can find him on Facebook. He has a, his Facebook page. He hates it. Give him a like, because he hates it. That's Pissed off panda about. hates being liked. That's right. But in addition to your stuff, you you've you've moved on and you've helped other artists. You had the comic uh, the comic Constant Con. Constant Con, yeah. And that was a, a good outlet for a lot of local artists to present their their material. That was a bit, that was important. I I and believe me, I I do miss it. Like I miss having the store. I wanted a place to shine a spotlight on comic art. Having a business downtown, that was a big part of it. Was like I'm back downtown. Like this is great. It was just that I saw from some art nights that we had in town that this art community, the Comic-Con community, the Tucson Comic-Con community is really tight. It was really good. Uh, and then that turned into like, what if I got a space? Because I meet all these people. We're all friendly, really talented and different. We're not like a big, big mainstream Comic-Con. We're a good local Comic-Con that really featured local artists. So there's this progression. It's you get out here, you get involved with art, you find something that, that resonates with your personality pissed off the uh, pissed off panda becomes popular you start down that path and then you start exploring where you live you start pulling in other artists you create a, a, a venue for them to share what they do yeah and then you come up with the next phase which is instead of bringing people to me i'm going to bring the art to the people yep and, the, and this is a, this is a very interesting project that's still underway that it, i want to dig into yeah because th and this is like what's going now this is all that other stuff, <laughs> I hope you like me now. Here's the cell. But no, here's what I'm really up to because what I wanted to do, when Sandy Hook happened, I, I, it just breaks my heart with stuff like this and how schools are almost terrifying now. Like it, it comes up and I got to teach in some schools and they're not as bad as, as everyone wants you to think. Oh, the kids are ruined. No, they're not, they're, they're all right. Boogers are great, farts are funny, girls skip and they hold hands. It's not all ruined by their by their phones it's not all right but it is still like there's a lot of this bullying cyberbullying suicide rates all this stuff is very true and can't be looked over and when that thing happened 
I saw this stuff and like, and I just felt like the city's crying out. They just need someone. I'm not, I don't get embarrassed. So, so if I got to put on the crazy outfit and put on a cape just to like make this place better, I'm going to do it. Take uh, some of the show on the road because as I want to go have a store downtown, there, there are so many of these festivals that have that built-in audience. And I'm like, what if I could just take the show to them? And then also kids at school, they can't, they're not allowed to leave. So you got that captive audience. Just let me, let me in. So I had started teaching a little bit, teaching fifth graders uh, how to do comics and cartooning, which is great because to them it looks like magic. Uh, I try to emphasize how important it is to be original and be an individual because that's really important. I talk about it like it's a trade. I talk about the power of Instagram and what they can do that they'll never have to get like a two-bit job if they still keep focusing on art. And you meet these girls, these fifth grade girls, and they are so talented, better than me, better than friends I know. Who's telling? No one's telling them that. No one's telling them that they're good. So I realized there was this thing when I did Constant Con was a lot of us had the same story. It was, when did you know? Like you're saying, when did I know, right? I knew when I saw a Garfield uh, special where they're interviewing Jim Davis, sitting there talking to the person who does Kathy, the person who does High and Lois, the person who does uh, the Lockhorns, right? And the guy who created Superman, right? The guys that created Superman, Siegel and Schuster. And then there's a montage of them all drawing their comics, right? So it's all these, you know, older folks sitting around a table. And I realize adults do this for a living. Superman doesn't just exist, you know? Like someone made that. Oh, no kidding. Oh, they all do this. They all do this for a living? Give it to me, you know? And that's and that's what it was. Because I was kind of class clown too. So like that that's that's a big part of my personality. And it just kind of fit the bill and, and cartooning and I go through a phase when I'm younger where I do, I get very introverted from from like third grade to seventh grade. And that's where I became very good at drawing because you're isolated and you're alone. So you're just drawing a lot, you know? Then I come out of my shell again and because of Jim Carrey. Like I become like Jim Carrey kid. As I met everyone at ConstantCon, they all had a similar story. Some adult that they met, local comic guy, a cartoonist, they went to a thing, their mom knew a guy who drew, so one day, dropped me off at his house and I got to draw and he showed me some things. That's what does it. Someone needs to give you permission to go for it. And if it's someone you revere and look up to, it, it oh, all the roadblocks disappear. It just eliminates them. Because person after person after person, I keep hearing this story. So if I can show up at a school and be a maniac for a day and make a memory for all these kids, and some of them, it'll be a memory that lasts a week, a month, some a year, and some of them, I bet one to two every single time, they will remember me forever. And they will know that they can, and he does that, and that's part of the, that's part of the whole picture. You can grow up to do whatever. I literally grew up to be a cartoon character. That's what I'm trying to do. And it's taking not just you and your talents, it's, it's putting them into a vehicle, a physical vehicle, yeah. a comic mobile, yeah. and taking it to schools. Yep, so that's it. Because I've been doing a little bit of the teaching, but I want to do it bigger and better. I want to do it like a performance because I did all this research and I asked a bunch of people, what day of school do you remember? Tell me about school growing up in elementary school. And everyone remembers a disruption, whether it was field trip, whether it was a guest speaker, or whether it was you know, that day that day someone got punched in the face. You know, They remember this disruption. So when there's a disruption in this long white noise of, of school, it sticks out forever. So I want to be that disruption. Well, and, and the idea—it's not—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not just in your head. You're, you're acting on it, and if in 2017, 
you pitched an idea to start up Tucson through the, the was it the Thrive? The Thrive program, yeah. So, and I'll tell you about that. Yeah, because I am, so now I'm trying to raise money for a physical bus so that it's a little, so it's more showy. It's about the show. Again, the thing I learned in art school is bigger and louder. Just bigger and louder. Just keep doing things. Hey, that sculpture is great that you're carrying in your hand. What if you did that 20 feet tall? Yeah, guess what? Now it's in the park, right? Like, sometimes that's what I notice. Just do things bigger. I watch all these documentaries. Just do it bigger. So yeah. we need to help kids understand art because it helps you as a problem solver. Art is nothing but failure. You are sculpting and sculpting and sculpting until it is correct. And that's the thing. So when you take that away from kids, they grow up into adults who do not know how to manage anything. They do not know how to handle problems because they don't have problem-solving skills. They haven't grown up failing a thousand times over by doing a creative project, you know? And again, sports works this way. You strike out, you know, two-thirds of the time. And the re oh, one-third, you're great. Like, but there's no emphasis on art like there is sports. I want to pick a kid out of the crowd and say, who's the art kid in this class? And you're going to get one or two. There's not as many kind of trophies and awards in the school system for the art kids on a consistent basis like there is sports every other weekend. So that was the thing is I want to shine a spotlight on the art kid. But uh, look into getting a bus. So we started. I started GoFundMe a while ago. And it's a fun GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com slash bus bus bus. And I've looked into it and there are, I, I don't want to just go buy an old school bus. You can, you can buy a, a vehicle that is made and tailor-made for this. I found a company in Ohio. So now it's like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm not buying some rickety old school bus for eight grand, the diesel power doesn't work. I need to do this correct because it's professional. And I know that it's worth the money. It's worth the investment to do it. So a new bus would, I think, be like 20 to 30 grand, right? So that's where it's at. So I'm earning some of your money. If I made you laugh, let me tell you, laughter is the best medicine. And medicine in this country is very expensive. So give it back to me. So I need some of that loot so that I can help some of this happen. You know, that's the way I look at a lot of this stuff is just, it's, it goes to a good cause and at least I'm doing some of the work, you know? I'm trying to just be consistently entertaining. And, you know, this desire to make a change, and I found a way to do it. I found a way to make a change. And I've laid down all the groundwork. I've already taught in schools for a while. I just now want to do it in a loud, crazy bus and do it bigger and better. If you go look up all the things I'm doing and trying and whatever, I think you'd be pretty impressed with what one guy is trying to do for Tucson and in Tucson because I think big and I move fast, but man, these are all really based on like a good warm place to be. You know, making Saturday morning entertainment for kids is the next thing, Creative Tucson. Um, I wanna do, uh, you know, all these character shows and all about Tucson because parents can still pick what their kids watch. Kids don't know. And they choose to put on Toon Disney and Mickey's Clubhouse all day long. But you know, if you look, I'm gonna make some entertainment for kids in Tucson and it's gonna be just as good and have just as many lessons about shapes or colors or being polite and you know saying thank you and doing all these fun things. Just some of the basics, right? I'm not trying to say I'm gonna do anything groundbreaking, but I'm gonna do something that's very fun and local and certainly with enough humor for even adults to appreciate it too. And then the fun thing about that is then when I'm then doing another Bookman's event, when I'm doing another event, your kid might bump into me or you could take your kid specifically to meet me and then they think they are meeting a big TV star. They think they are meeting someone that is that. And I can tell them, make sure you do all your chores, do your homework and Santa Claus and all that sort of thing and be that sort of inspiration that you know you want to be on just on a local level. I don't have to be nationwide known. I'm just down with being Tucson known so I can help a lot of the kids in my community 
because there's plenty of room to grow. Our school system is not, what are we, like lowest, lowest, lowest five? Like we're down there. So there's a lot of room. So I figure that that's the thing. Basically, I'm asking parents, trick your children into thinking I'm a big, big deal. I think that'll work. So that's the idea. But I kind of want to be like the Krusty the Clown of uh, Tucson. That's, that's, that's what I'm going for.